Holy cow! It's the 28th episode of I Bleed Pinstripes, and hey, it doesn't take a month to do another podcast, so I'm very happy about that. Um, and obviously, we'll start this episode with going back in Yankee history and seeing the gentlemen who have won and wore number 28. Uh, the first guy to wear it, Liz Funk in 1929. And uh, after that, uh, sort of a few names that we don't know. I guess Charlie Keller in 52. Uh, let's see here. Steve Whitaker, 66 to 67. Sparky Lyle in 72 to 78. And from there, there's some really great names. Bob Watson, 80 to 82. I believe he became the uh, National League president at one time. John Mayberry, 82. Steve Balboni, 83. I think he went to Kansas City, won a World, Seri- World Series. Rod Scurry in 86. Jerry Royster in 87. Henry Cotto. Those were the Dan Pasqua years in 87. Randy Velarde Ward from 87 to 88. Al Leiter, now the Yankee broadcaster, Ward from 88 to 89. Hal Morris Ward in 89. Uh, Jesse Barfield Ward in 89. And Dale Moharek. Ward in 89, as well as Hensley Bam Bam Mullins in 89, as well as Marcus Lawton in 89. Those are some bad teams in 89. I remember that. Those are some hard games to watch in late August. The Yankees seem to always be out of those games. Brian Dorsett in 1990, Alan Mills in 1990, Tim Leary, 1990, Dave Island, who had become a Yankee pitching coach. Uh, 89 to 91, Charlie Hayes, Ward in 92. In fact, I did not realize that Charlie Hayes was a Yankee before 96. Andy the Yankee Stankowitz. Boy, did Scooter love the Stankowitz, and I did too. And every once in a while, you'll see a Yankee, an Andy Stankowitz jersey in Yankee Stadium, and he wore that in 93. Uh, Scott Kamenicki, who was a big Yankee there for a while, 93 to 96. David Weathers, 96. Boy, was he great coming out of the bullpen during the uh, playoffs that year. Ruben Rivera, 96. I believe he's tried to steal Jeter's bats <laughs> and is a cousin of Mariano Rivera. Chad Curtis, 97 to 99. And uh, from what I've heard, Chad is now in jail. Uh, I won't go into it. Uh, David Justice Ward in 2000, 2001. Great trade for the Yankees then. They were struggling in 2000 and he just came over. I forgot how to deal with, but he came over and had a huge second half and really propelled the Yankees. John Vanderwall in 2002, Chris Latham 2003, Charles Gibson 2003. It's amazing how many times a guy uh, will have this number, how many guys will have this number. Uh, Karim Garcia 2003, Esteban Loiza. 2004 Ruben Sierra Award again in 2005 and the Milkman Melky Cabrera Award from 2006 to 2008 Shelly Duncan I remember seeing him hit a three-run bomb in the bottom of the ninth to tie up a ball game against Kansas City at the old stadium uh, and uh, Anthony Claggett 2009 and Brett Tomko in 2009 as well and obviously the man who wears it now is our leader Joe Girardi who wears number 28 and it is the mandate and that's why it's on his back because it's a mandate to say that this is our goal, to get our 28th World Championship to the Bronx. And as this season is going on, it's going to be a tough slog because um, right now there's not a lot of good baseball teams. I feel like there's like Oakland, San Francisco, the Tigers have come back down to earth, um, and the Blue Jays are playing great. And, uh, you know, the Yankees just finishing a nine-game trip. And after we talked, uh, after I talked last time, we didn't we didn't have a discussion because you guys didn't call me um, or send me an email or tag me in Facebook, but whatever. Uh, the Yankees did go into Seattle, swept three game uh, the three game series. It was their first sweep. It was their first series where they were either swept 
or sw- <laughs> it was the first series that they've been involved in with a sweep. But they had swept, uh, I think, two series uh, for two games, but they had not swept a series all year or have been swept. Uh, so the Yankees won uh, three to two, four to two, and six to three in Seattle. Um, and it was good to get out of there. And then, you know, they went to Oakland Friday night. Great game by Phelpsy. They won that seven nothing. And you're thinking, boy, you know, get one more win here in this trip six and three but the yankees uh could not do anything uh Kuroda pitched okay but the yankees lost five to one on saturday and then nuno got bombed i think it was 10 nothing by the fourth inning yankees scored some runs which was a good sign uh carlos beltran i believe hit a home run and Teixeira got a big hit so you know it's five and four you know win here win there changes the whole thing uh the yankees have a big stretch coming up right now and i think this will really define their season their next 15 games are against their division and uh, six of those against the blue jays who are in first place by believe four and a half games uh blue jays are in tonight uh masahiro tanaka will be on the mound so we like to say that that's probably a w we hope i hope i'm not jinxing that but the blue jays are playing great they have a great lineup um, let me see if I can see what the uh, pitching matchup is here. So it's uh, Tanaka tonight against Marcus Strawman. Uh, then it's Chase Whitley, who's been fantastic. Uh, his last start, he went about seven and two thirds. He's just been great uh, against Mark Burley, who's also been great. And who could start the All Star game? I've always liked Mark Burley. Always just like the way he pitched. And then the Yankees finish it off on Thursday. Phelps versus Drew Hutchinson. Um, but like I said, the, the next couple weeks are going to be a big, big time here. The Yankees got three with the Blue Jays at home. Then they have three against the Orioles this weekend. And on Sunday is Old Timers Day, which I love. And uh, I think I mentioned last time Johnny Damon and Hideki Matsui will be there. Maybe we'll get to see some bomb from Godzilla and uh, the Damon. Uh, then they play three in Toronto. And then the Boston Red Sox come to town for three games. And then it's Tampa Bay that ends the month. If I look into the beginning of the July, yeah, they finish up for Tampa Bay and then the Twins come into town for four. Um, But this is a big stretch for the Yankees. They need to start making a move. Um, And uh, like I said, Nuno got bombed on Sunday. And it looks, you know, I think Whitley has done a great job. Phelps is uh, starting to get into it. What is Phelps? Phelps is two and four with a four point three two ERA, but you're not worried about him. You know that he can get through things. But I think Nuno is going to have to be pulled. Sadly, uh, I know Pineda has been shut down. We, you know, probably not going to see this guy again, and he's just been uh, just a big disappointment. Uh, CC, I know, is re- uh, the last word I heard was he'll be back in July. We'll see. And hopefully he's back with some better stuff. And hopefully the break will do him good. He has pitched a lot of innings. Um, and uh, he's put a lot of mileage on that arm. Um, but, yeah, that's that's really it in Yankee land. Uh, you know, Beltran was gone for a little bit, but he's back. And not playing the outfield yet, but I know he's been long tossing and trying to get back out there. I really need him to be in the outfield because it sort of clogs up the DH spot. Um, and that means that you have to put Jeter out there. But Jeter's been uh, picking it up a little bit. So uh, Solarte has started to um, have a little slump here. I think he hasn't had a hit in his last five games. Um, and, um, you know, uh, Gardner and uh, Ellsbury have been great. Ichiro's been great. Uh, McCann's got to pick it up. Those three guys, Teixeira, McCann, and Beltran, they've got to be the, the three, four, five hitters that are driving in runs, hitting home runs. 
And uh, right now they're not, you know, Teixeira has been fine and probably better than I think most people thought, but you're really going to have to get that going. I know Cervelli is on his way back, and honestly, I don't know why Cervelli is on his way back. I would give John Ryan Murphy the job. He's done a great job when he's come in. I think he's batting over, still batting over 300. Um, you know, uh, Kelly's back, so that just makes the bullpen stronger. The bullpen's been fantastic. Got no problems there. That's probably their strongest. I'd say that and the outfield defense when Ichiro is in there is tremendous. Um but it is when you look at it. I think uh, there's a, a theory or a, like a math theory of like what the Yankees' production has been, what their record should be. The Yankees should have lost probably six or seven more games. And uh, again, I'll say it. I think Joe Girardi's a great manager. The way he handles this ball club, but he can't go out on the field and produce. This team is going to have to produce, and the division's there for the taking. And um, you know, nobody's running away with this. Uh, like I said, yep, Toronto is four and a half up. Uh, and, and the one thing, that when you look at the Yankees, um, they're still minus 27 in run differential. They're going to have to pick that up. Um, but they have done very well on the road. They're 22 and 17 on the road, and they're only 13 and 16 at home. And uh, the fans are going to have to start getting into it. They need that help. Um, a lot of times just felt like Yankees seems just kind of dead. And uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what it is. Um, I know I go there and I yell and scream. But uh, it's not like, you know, I, I think I always say that it's just not like the old stadium where you, where you were into the game. It seems like there's all this other stuff going on that people rather be in. And to me, it's like, what's the point of going to a ball game if you're not going to watch a ball game? Um, so, you know, the Yankees are 35 and 33, four and a half back. Uh, Baltimore also 35 and 34. So they're a half behind us. But the Yankees going to have to pick it up. Uh, amazing Kansas City is on fire. They've won eight in a row in the Central. And Detroit, only a half game ahead of them. Uh, Cleveland hanging tough, two and a half back. In fact, that whole division uh, with uh, Minnesota 32 and 36, only five back. Oakland is uh, playing great. Best record in the American League, 42 and 28. And L.A., you know, holding holding it uh, only four and a half back. And even Seattle, 36 and 34, six games back. They couldn't have asked for anything more, Seattle. And a disappointing year for the Rangers, 35 and 35, and a surprising year from the Astros, who have just been great. Uh, you, they could not ask for anything and more, 32 and 9. Uh, Russ Springer has been phenomenal. Um, and, you know, you look over at the National League, the Mets hanging in there, 31 and 39. Somebody had mentioned that, you know, if Joe Madden was the manager of that team, they'd probably be 500 team right now. Uh, they are five and a half out as long as. Uh, in the basement with Philadelphia, also five and a half. Uh, Milwaukee hanging in there. They're still 42 and 29, and uh, they're up three and a half on St. Louis. Pittsburgh uh, playing a little better. They're 34 and 35. And San Francisco Giants, best record in baseball, quietly, I think, too, 43 and 27. Uh, and the Dodgers, six back with all that talent and all that money, six back. Uh, I don't really like the Dodgers, but, you know, I love Don Manningly, so it's conflicted how I feel about the Dodgers. Um, anyway, that's really all I've got. Um, uh, I guess yesterday, you all know, uh, Tony Gwynn passed away, and I was very sad to hear that. I believe he was only 54 years old, and uh, as a kid growing up here on the East Coast, you don't really get to, unless you're watching a Mets game or, you know, the Yankees until, I think, was it 97? 
didn't you know play interleague, so you didn't really get to see too much of Tony Gwynn. But you went, you go to Baseball Reference and just look at these guys. This guy's number, I believe, for one, two, three, four, five, six straight years, he hit over three fifty three. <laughs> That's just ridiculous. And I believe another crazy stat that I heard yesterday was that uh, for I think probably in that span, he did not go more than two games without a hit, and. He ended his career with a 338 lifetime batting average, and I think it's the highest batting, the second highest batting average since World War II. I'm not sure who the first is. Uh, maybe somebody can email me that. But they said if he went 0 for 1,000, well, 0, like 0 for 1,000, he would still bat 300. He was just an amazing hitter. I remember the 98 World Series. I was kind of rooting for the Cardinals to win just because I really didn't want to play San Diego. I, I have such respect for Tony Gwynn. And uh, I think I remember the Yankee fans giving him a really great ovation when he came up to bat in his first game at uh, Yankee Stadium. Um, it was just really sad that he is no longer with us. So uh, yeah, you know, um, and finished his career with 3,141 hits, uh, on base percentage 388. Uh, just his numbers are incredible. Anyway, just a big respect to one of the greatest hitters of all time. Definitely, I would probably say top five hitters in all time. Definitely in the second half. Uh, if you yeah, if you go from World War II, you know people were I guess would say Boggs uh, is very similar. Uh, Ted Williams as well because Ted Williams did play after the war. So um, yeah. Anyway, guys, that is it for me. Uh, I am going to get out of here, and I hope to be back again next week. Uh, probably uh, talk to you after Sunday, after I go to Old Timers Day, one of my favorite days. And I uh, hope everybody's doing great, and uh, the summer's coming, and uh, you know, hopefully the baseballs gets a hopefully the baseball gets a little better. Yankees really could use the Yankees to go like on a nice ten game run, nine out of ten, really put some distance. Uh, but it's going to have to happen now. It's going to have to happen now. Anyway, guys, take care. Talk to you later. Bye. This has been a presentation of Hatfield Digital.